0: Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, Chris Martin came on. Chris is running at Birdie's Backyard Ultra this weekend, and he's not only just running at it, he's also going to be doing a piece of art between loops. So he came on, we talked all about it. Here we go. Okay, Chris, how are you going?
1: Good. How are you going? <laughs> yeah, awesome.
0: Thanks for coming on.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on, long-time listener, first-time caller.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Cool. <laughs> um so yeah we've got birdies this weekend which we're both looking forward to I I'm, I'm so excited for it but before we get into that side of things I was just wondering, how, how long have you been running for Chris uh, I,
1: I, I was pretty good in high school but um I kind of I don't know like as you get older you kind of drift away from it a little bit and then I think I was um starting to realize that I needed to do something to look after my health I don't know, maybe when I was in about, oh, maybe about my mid 20s sort of thing. And I started getting back into it. But at the time, it was just sort of um, like 5Ks and stuff like that. They didn't even have um, park run or anything like that around then. So it was kind of, you just had to go out and do it. Like there was no Strava or anything. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of had to do it for yourself, really. So,
0: yeah. Well, talking about Strava, I checked your Strava um the other day and I thought you got some pretty good pvs like under three hours for the marathon um under 16 minutes for 5k and under 35 minutes for 10k so you're pretty fast
1: uh yeah fast than I went want to be but I haven't really I don't know like ever since COVID it seems like everyone in WA just shifted over to the to the dark side of ultra running so the marathon running sort of went out the window yeah. And now it's just kind of been like all of my friends like um uh have all been going to do these events and it's like, well, you just kind of follow your friends where they end up. So and of course, um my friends uh, you know, uh Phil and Aaron. So I kind of get stuck in the uh this this loop of doing these uh ultras that I'm not really sure that I enjoy, but I still I enjoy hanging out with the with them and the social aspect of it. So um, yeah, I, I tend to um, just follow them where they end up going and put in my best effort, which usually falls short of what I should be doing. But, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think it was uh, at the start of the pandemic, I started um, chasing up some of Phil's crowns and stuff because he's quite a quick runner. So everyone in the area kind of looks at what he's doing and sees, sees a crown, they, they sort of go for it and um little did I know that Phil Phil quite enjoys that so it was something to do during the pandemic that sort of got us talking yeah and then um he said he was going to do this event um that started every hour I wasn't it kind of in one ear and out the other for me because I'm like well that just sounds silly why would you start every hour like you could just do a marathon and keep running yeah and then anyway so he, he did that and then um and it's it's turned into this monstrous thing that he now does and um I've I've had a few cracks at it so I think I've done I've done five now and um managed to get over over the um 24- hour mark and all of them um but still yeah still looking for that one where I really hit my strides sort of thing so mm.
0: well you mentioned that you're not sure if you like them or something like that but that's one of the things that stood out just before leading into the sat champs because you'd remember all the australia yeah, posted yeah. a video and um yours you were like talking about how much you hated the first backyard ultra you did
1: yeah i it's it's, it's still one of those things i i think i i'm quite good at it but then i kind of let that self-doubt creep in and then you kind of look at all the other runners and just assume that they're doing way better than you and like i've been there enough times to know that's not the case everyone's suffering but it's just um yeah you, you kind of find easy ways to time yourself out or get out or um but yeah but it still hasn't changed there's moments where i really enjoy um the sport but um for the most part I've probably found too many ways to get myself out of an event so <laughs> sort of
0: so when you say well when you said that you in that video that you hated it was it more the the psychological side that you hated rather than the feeling yes. of for, like rather than the pain of running that far
1: the yeah, so the psychological side of it, I find really difficult. Um, uh, little things like going into an event, I've found that I can trick myself into thinking that it's only 100 miles or it's only 24 hours. So that should be the first bit of it should be really easy because that's only, you know, it's only, it's only 100 miles. Bike. But but the, the fact of the matter is, there's no easy way to run 100 miles. So you can build I can build myself up with all this confidence before a race and think it's going to be easy in the first 24 hours it'll be you know I'll cruise through that and then my race will start at you know 30 40 hours and then and it gets into it but that's not actually what happens you start these and, and then within six seven laps it starts to hurt mm. and then you're sitting there going what have I done <laughs> maybe I maybe I'm just not cut out for this yeah. I think I think just about every one that I've done, I could pretty much work out what I, what I've done wrong to get myself out out of the event. Um, and at the time, they all seem really legitimate. But if if someone was saying, "Look, I'll give you a million dollars if you can just complete one lap," you get that lap done. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've I've found it the struggle to push further. Um, being yeah, yeah, it's hard to to push through that um so and I, I found myself doing little things like even not organizing crew and things like that so that um I don't know it just sort of gives you a way out like oh, I did pretty good for not having a crew or I did pretty whereas in actual fact like it's it, 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 I should be giving myself every opportunity to go as far as I can and stop making excuses it's way harder to do when you're on the course obviously but
0: yeah, yeah. um that reminds me um leading into birdies when I think you were like not sure if you're going to run it or not you were doing some pretty um you were giving your feet a good road test like you're doing barefoot running for like really long runs but was yeah that kind of, then was that kind of the same thing like just to not try and injure yourself but try and find a reason not to do birdies
1: yeah <laughs> Say <laughs> so, um, I, uh, yeah. On the one hand, it, it sort of, I, I thought it was about four weeks out, so I thought oh, I'll just see how many Ks I can just push together a really fast pace and just do some damage and see what happens. At the end of it, um, I think I was doing, I, I did roughly about sixty Ks in two days at um around about three hour marathon pace. Um, and all of it barefoot on the oval um, near where I live. But I like to do a lot of barefoot running. Um, and at the end of it, there was no drop in um, performance. Like I could have done it for another day and another day after that. And it sort of told me that, look, there's not really any point. Um, I hadn't done a big training block for leading into this, but I, I sort of taught me that, okay, there's not really any point using the lack of fitness as an excuse because I could have kept doing that um and it didn't seem to like the pace wasn't slowing down or anything if i had to do three or four days at that sort of intensity it didn't seem to um affect the legs or anything so it's kind of like okay well the legs will do do the job so i might as well just sign up now so and now and then and then since signing up i've committed and and then um I've actually got a crew this time so and a crew of a few people rather than just rocking up with on my own and doing I think the last couple of times I've done the first 16 hours on my own Mm -hmm. um and and yeah it's it's probably not a great way to start it's not setting yourself up for a really good um uh really good distance so I've sort of taken away a lot of those excuses this time so
0: Mm. And hopefully I, I, it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, your pb's thirty nine hours. Is that right? Ah,
1: uh, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. And that was I, in, I, I.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying that was in your second one at Hurdies, was
1: it? Yeah, right? that was at Hurdies, and that was the really it was quite a warm year. Um, and uh, even in that one, um, I think that was the first time I'd actually been able to push myself into a pain cave. I think me and Jess decided. Uh, before the second night that we were just um, going to run through the night and um, we wanted to make sunrise on the second day. Um, And I think that maybe maybe been about uh, 15 hours to get to that point. So it was a long way out still. But we just made a commitment that we would just get each other through to that point. And we broke it down into little three-hour blocks. And that's probably the first time I've actually been able to work through something and then since then i haven't really been able to do it again so mm. um yeah so birdies starts on friday
0: and yep. you'll be obviously running but you'll be doing something and that's definitely a world first like you're um so yeah i'll let you um tell me what exactly what you're going to be doing at it and um so
1: uh, yeah so I um about um I was actually at um at Herdies um I don't you, you'd know Sean Kessler um yeah so I'd, I'd run 26 hours or something at Herdy's and then um was sitting around and obviously I should have left much sooner because this conversation wouldn't have come up in the first place but Sean's suggested oh, i've got this great idea you should do an artwork while while doing one of these backyards and i'm like anyone that knows me now, like i'm a professional artist i do really large landscape paintings and um sean I'm like thinks of these things that are like you know running through a tunnel or something for 100 miles or something just something really grueling and i thought no this is a stupid idea i can't do this. so I've, um i've kind of written it off and said you know oh, it sounds like a great idea but it's it's way too crazy um uh you basically have to um your time that you have for your break then becomes your race to finish an artwork so you if you run the lap slower you'll have to do more um laps to get enough time to do the artwork um if you um if you run the uh, but obviously if you run the laps fast you mightn't get through enough laps to get the artwork done so it it ends up with this really weird balancing act where um normally you'd be running fast to get rest like you, you run fast you get more rest whereas this is like running to get enough time to do the artwork which just now that i think about it just sounds totally crazy so I'd, I'd written it off and then um uh you'd know aaron and john mm, yeah. um john was um uh, beginning of the year was diagnosed with terminal cancer and um aaron who you know um who, who uh at, at uh, masters ran 63 laps um He's him and John have decided to run uh, to, to ride the Munda Biddy, um, which is I can't remember the exact distance, but a couple uh, well over a thousand k's mm. um, and midway, they're stopping to do a um, a uh, back there, birdie's backyard. Um, so at the time, I thought, well, they're, they're doing this as a fundraiser for um, two families that are really in in a bit of strife and um john with his terminal um diagnosis wants to go out of his way to help but he's he's had help and he's decided that he can help others now with his time that he has so that's what he's going to do and then when i found out they were doing that i'm like well i can't really sit around and do nothing if john's going to go ride the mandavidi and then run his first backyard um I think he's hoping to do um 100k but we'll we'll, we'll get him to do more i reckon maybe yeah. <laughs> hopefully yeah. um but um yeah i thought i can't sit around and do nothing and then this this bizarre idea to try and do an artwork um flashed up in my my head again and i'm like well i have to do that don't i <laughs> so. So, so was the idea
0: initially just for fun or was it was it like a like a fundraising idea
1: Um, Sean had posed it as a fundraiser and I, I like, I couldn't really, um, one, I just thought it was obviously such a stupid idea. The only thing that really made me think I really have to give it a go is if John's going to give it a go in his condition, then I, I should give it a go. It's not, and the idea had like floated around my head that it might be a little bit, um, uh, like if a gimmick or something like that but it it won't be it's going to be extremely tough so um yeah. and it being a gimmick or something like that wasn't a good enough excuse for me to not to not pitch into their fundraiser and, and try and wa- raise a bit of awareness about their cause yeah sure and yeah. um and then at the end of the
0: race that I understand there'll be an online auction for yeah art piece you create
1: yeah so, we're going to auction it and all of the money will go to the the two families and, um, uh, Aaron and John's fundraising cause. So, um, I still haven't worked out the details how they want to do that. Um, uh, I could talk to some of the galleries I deal with, but yeah, at the moment, I'm just trying to get my head around getting the piece done first and then, um, yeah, popping it up.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask, um, if you know is it going to be open a worldwide auction like open to anyone in the world but you haven't got to that stage of thinking not yet?
1: not yet um we we're hoping to have it sorted out um but uh like for instance we we didn't know if we should auction it while it was going but then Aaron said don't do that because you don't want to put that pressure on the crews. it's just another thing for them to deal with so I thought we'll get there. we'll we should have it sorted out um by the time it comes around we'll be able to put it on Facebook what how people can make a bit if they would like to so um but it might be yeah we just gotta yeah trying to get to the start line <laughs> yeah
0: um and you did mention
1: before so like
0: um you are a professional artist um this is, yeah. this is what you do so how, how, yeah. long, how long has it been how long have you been and um how long has that been your job for
1: I I started uh full-time about five years ago now yeah so um before that I used to do picture framing um and so I used to get to see a lot of artwork and I just did it part-time and about, about five years ago I decided yeah it's it's time to yeah make a go of it and it's been great so yeah,
0: yeah. awesome the um so when you go to birdies and you've got everything set up ready to go will you, will you have an image in your mind of what you want to paint or you have like a photo
1: as a reference so I'll be working from a photo um there's still a bit of debate about what photo um so initially um we were thinking of doing one of Lake towering where the event's actually held um it's just getting the right image to work from or I could pick one of the like, I've got some really brilliant images of um uh, coastal areas around um that that would make really good um pieces as well um so the thing that i have to worry about is i won't have enough time to restart if i make a mistake yeah. so i have to make sure what i start is going to work so there won't be a lot of time for um second guessing <laughs> so yeah.
0: and um from looking at your stuff on instagram um it looks like pastels is the yep. medium you choose will you be using pastels at birdies yeah well?
1: yep um so i've got uh basically a massive um box with all of the pastels in it that can be sealed up and then i've got an easel and some mobile lighting um that hangs above the easel and um, over the workbench so basically at night i'll be able to work as well so I've discussing it with Phil this morning um, that maybe I could be near the corral or in the corral at the very back. Um, yeah, it's just making sure I don't get myself DQ'd for some stupid reason. <laughs> like, obviously, I, I said to Sean, I said, "Well, I can't start the lap and then run the the lap with the easel. So, <laughs> if it means that I have to start stay outside of the corral or working, then then that's that's what it's going to be. So yeah
0: um I'm 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 no artist so I don't really know much about it but looking at pastels themselves they're like they're, they're pretty thick and your paintings have so much detail in them like I'm sure you've people have said to you before that your artwork like look like paintings so yeah so like look like photos I meant to say yes yeah um how like is it really rare for, for someone to be able to get so much detail using pastels
1: um I, it's not super rare i think the technique that i use is quite um interesting it's because if you look at the pieces up close they're they're um they can be um quite loose and and almost abstract in the in the way that they're they're, they're formed but then as you uh, as the, the image is formed then as you stand back they actually all those marks and all those those beautiful little hand details that you know nice and free up close they all form together to make something looks so like like what you're supposed to see um all those photo photographic references so yeah. um so yeah it's one of those things that it 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 sort of does lend itself to what i'm doing like i i can actually i don't have to be really super super particular with every single little mark which um will be helpful with 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 doing this piece at birdies so
0: yeah do you know what size the canvas will be
1: um the frame size is going to be about a meter wide by around about half a meter tall
0: right okay so
1: um so it's pretty cool. good frame yeah yeah it's not it's not super small so um it's uh it's not a huge painting I wouldn't I wouldn't start I, this is the first time I've done something most I don't even know if it's possible <laughs> um so, so I'm I'm giving it a red hot go and I'm giving myself the best chance of, of making it a success
0: yeah and just to clarify um when that Bell rings for the very first lap the canvas will be totally blank uh
1: yeah it apart from this marking so I'm I, I realize that I'll come in from laps and probably not be thinking straight so I've just got to mark out where certain sections and bits of the artwork are going to be but there, there won't be any color down on the on the on the canvas yet
0: yeah yeah have you thought about much how you'll be setting up your space as well like because I imagine
1: you will need more space than you normally would. So, yeah, so what I've worked, so basically I've worked out that I I need to have two stations. I'm pretty much going to have one that's going to have all my food and everything. And then I'm going to have another one that will obviously be closer to the corral that have all of my artwork stuff. So basically I'm going to need to go to my my caravan or my setup first and then get my food and drink and everything like that. If I can afford a couple minutes to sit down um, probably stretching the legs. Um, I've got, um, my brother as part of my crew who, who's actually works at a, um, a day spa or owns a day spa and basically specializes in trigger point massage. So that's going to come in really handy to get me moving again. And then, um, as soon as I can get myself up off the chair and I've got everything I need, it'll be over to basically start my lap probably 10 minutes before everyone else <laughs> in the start trail. Right. Doing some yeah, yeah, cool. But that's that's the it's the way I can figure to get the most working time because um, that's yeah. that's going to be crucial because yeah. I've figured out that um, even if I maximise it, I'm going to need um minimum of 24 hours um, whilst working so yeah. yeah sure the um
0: going from what you said before it sounds like at your previous backyard ultras um you didn't go in like meticulously planning each lap by lap like as far as no you think, I, are you going to I, this
1: I, time? yeah uh yes absolutely i i do plan out my nutrition and that never seems to stop me it did seem to i did seem to have a problem with it at the satellite championships i thought i was having too much sodium and then i started drinking water lots of water and and then in disaster um but um so now i just don't vary off that so i i got my little plan to get enough food in um i think it's going to be helpful having the crew there um, this time rather than just, uh, just doing it on my own for as long as I can or whatever. I've had, um, people come in to crew me, but I've never from the start, like pushing me to the start line on the very first lap saying, okay, we've got your back off you go. So, yeah. So I think that'll be a big help.
0: Yeah. And did you ever, cause I remember I spoke to you, I don't know if you remember or not, but I was at the set champs and I spoke to you for a few minutes about, um, that, uh, electrolyte imbalance that you thought you might have had, you said you had, a yeah. System. And, um, did you ever like have you ever like thought about that more or like nailed down if that actually was what the problem was? Like too much, um, stuff,
1: too much, yeah um as you know i think you've had gabby on before yeah you have had yeah yeah and um i was talking to her about it and she said it's pretty hard to overdo your salts she said you probably if you weren't feeling sick or anything like that it's more likely that you your salts were fine and you thought you um, were getting too much and then switched to water and then just flushed out all your electrolytes yeah she said that's probably more likely than the scenario and of course if you lose all your electrolytes and you're stuffed and um admittedly at the sat chance that's probably the the closest i've come to not being able to um continue at all but even in that circumstance i think i was telling you i was slowing down thinking that oh if i slow down enough then everyone will feel sorry for me and i'll feel a little bit better about stopping which you know you shouldn't do (laughs) but it's hard when you're in that moment not to not to do that so
0: yeah yeah sure because um, I remember like you were in the starting corral um pretty oh probably only a few hours before you had you finished but you were you looked up you were begging for water like you were so thirsty like um mm. do, you, do you remember that?
1: Yeah. No. I. I. Um. Was that. Uh. Was that when the the laps had really slowed down?
0: Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't really paying much attention to the lap times, but yeah, it was. It looked pretty tough at at
1: twelve minutes for sure. Yeah. I. I. That's. Yeah. I. I. I, I'd rather imagine. I've. Um. Because even a few hours like that night, I was actually I think running with Aaron at one point, and I was doing really good, and he's having some trouble with his eyes and whatnot. I thought oh I'm actually doing pretty good here like but in the end like a few hours later it all came crashing down so it it was surprising how quickly it turned so yeah I think it's one of those things that can it can turn really quick if you get it wrong yeah
0: sure um yeah that's one of the changes I'm going to make at birdies this week this weekend as well I noticed that when things started going bad for me at the masters a few weeks ago was when I started like taking long drinks of just plain water and I'm thinking maybe it had something to do with it so I'm going to that's one of the changes I'm going to not going to do that have too much water do I just um you know electrolyte water I'll be drinking a lot of but not Plain water, not a lot of it. Anymore. Yeah,
1: no, I've, I've found that a lot of plain water didn't really seem to be beneficial, especially if you're mixing those those drinks correctly. That's they pretty much just as long as you're not overdoing it in the salts in your food. And you can sort of balance it out um like if like say if you have a whole pile of chips and some really salty food then maybe don't do it on that lap but every other lap you should be having um, electrolytes in your water like tailwind or something like that so mm. it's just replacing the electrolytes and salts that you're losing so um you kind of got to keep it up so yeah. but I, I found it incredible how painful it was um when you did sort of flush out the electrolytes or whatever that happened um i remember being in a lot of pain and it was like an all-over muscle pain um really quite. um and uh, i found it bizarre because that was only at uh, 33 laps and i think although you can continue your body just won't let you it's just so painful so but i had done 33 laps only without doing any training or not when i say any training i hadn't done a big training block and I'd done that only a few months earlier. So it was bizarre that I'd go through a big training block and then um, end up in a lot of pain, which I know can't be caused by the lack of training. So it's like, well, where's this coming from? So yeah. All I can put it down to is like an imbalance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it, it sounds like a problem. It's especially if you did do what, as you said, and drink, drank a whole heap of water. Um, yeah. Yeah, it kind of... Um, a correlation there i guess you'd say
1: yeah so i I ignored that um at um the the one we just uh heardies um even though i wasn't really um i I think i got to 26 hours at that and um, i'd been running with brad and i just wanted to get him to his um target and that that was enough i thought no i'm not going to get what i'm not going to get the target i want at the moment so i'll let it leave it let it slide for another day which again i know you shouldn't do but there's a million and one ways to to, uh, get yourself out of one of these races so um
0: so the loops um at birdies um i imagine that you'll be running them a bit faster than you would have at a normal backyard ultra when you don't also have to um do art between loops as well so are you is that a part of a plan to run your loops a bit faster than normal
1: not 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 terribly much faster so what i'm uh the plan is that it's probably going to be every third lap will be a meal um and the two laps in between i won't actually get much time to to sit down and have a break so it um instead of running the laps a lot quicker it'll be quickly get what i need so uh, i've got um a box that's got all um with all calories written out on all of the the packets um so that I can go out on lap and then um, basically consume 200 or 250 calories while while running a 45 minute lap. I come back in, uh, I can quickly have a quick stretch, um, grab, um, I, I do a quick weigh in um, just to make sure that I'm getting enough fluids. And then once I get enough fluids in and I've got enough fuel for the next lap, then go, go over and work on my pace and wait for the uh, start of the next lap. So... I'm unsure how it'll go being on the legs for an extended period of time because I won't get that sit-down time. Right, Um, so you'll be
0: be standing when you're doing the art.
1: Yeah, I've got it so I can sit down, but I like to stand up because it's actually a lot more productive. Um, So if you're sitting down, you don't get to stand back and look at what you're you're drawing because the goal is still to draw or or to produce a good piece of artwork, not just sit in a chair and just – you know
0: yeah. still still
1: still want to produce a, a really really good piece of artwork so yeah. um yeah so that's hence the standing up but there is the sitting down option and everything to be moved um so that i can do it sitting down um when we get to that stage so because yeah. i i imagine it will come and probably sooner <laughs> than i think
0: the um so you mentioned 45 minutes is that about the same so that's probably the um, time you'll be running your loops
1: yeah in plane 45 um probably the slowest I'd want to go is 50 and at night if I'm not going to do any artwork I might go right back to a 55 just so I can take a bit of a break um but whether or not I need to shift back um to get some time off the legs because um obviously not getting that sit down time might might be um might might start to to weigh heavy on the legs after a while mm. um and, and even just the lower back and things like that because yeah. you're just not getting that um relief
0: yeah sure well I, I mean I can imagine it, I mean if you're standing up doing art or standing up doing an artwork like you get a sore back anyway wouldn't you like
1: uh yeah just just from just standing like basically yeah. being on your feet all day sort of thing working so um yeah just the lower back from the from just standing but i get that running as well so, so anytime you've been so it's like oh, i don't know how that's all going to go but it won't stop me <laughs> oh yeah good um now there was a call
0: out about a week ago um looking like saying you, you didn't have any crew then but it sounds like no. you, you, it sounds like you've uh, found a, uh, some pr- pretty good yep, so, people to crew yeah now.
1: So I've got um, uh, Tom and Sarah. Um, so they've um, they, they they they're, they're runners. Um, uh, my brother, who is my other crew member, is not a runner, but in this instance, he's probably perfect for the job because um, of his massage background, and he was also um, a really um, a good business manager and i need someone who is on the point like this is what happens now you go out and you do your run and we have it sorted yeah, <laughs> sort yeah. of thing I, I i think i've i i've sort of taken away the um uh the excuses that i use um previously in my head like oh i'm doing this on my own if other people are pushing me to that start line and say well we've done our bit you go you go do the lap it's yeah. like yeah oh, okay let's that's my job I'll do the lap and these guys do the the other part of it so yeah. you know I'll hold up my end of the bargain and run the lap <laughs> yeah. um so you did touch on it before about eating
0: and stuff but do you think maybe you'll take more food out on the course
1: with you and eat during loops to save some time I've definitely found that's the best way um especially at birdies um uh because there's lots of sections that are quite nice to walk at birdies um i found it kind of harder at, at herties i think because it's warmer and and i don't know you don't want to sit there shoving down um like the chocolate balls and whatnot and um but yeah it's uh at, at birdies there's a lot of like nice sections that you can walk and it's just a really nice course to i don't know take a bit of food within have a yeah bit of a a casual walk every now and then so Mm. I find it a lot easier to break up that course into walking sections too
0: okay cool um now as far as the artwork goes when you stop does the artwork stop
1: yeah so the goal is still to have it finished if it ends up um that I can't produce something then I'll still finish it so they have something to auction but the goal would be um ideally to finish the entire piece um while doing The race i think it's it's a bit more special if it's done that way yeah sort of thing rather than oh it's just now it's just another studio piece he's finishing off so
0: Uh, how many hours do you think you'll need to go for to complete the artwork
1: um if everything's mapped out really well and the piece goes to plan i think i need probably around about three to four hours of working time right because okay. it's not it's not particularly big piece um and if everything's mapped out and well sort of studied beforehand there will be a little bit less guesswork and even things like just laying out the colors that I'm going to need um and where where everything needs to go obviously you're still going to have the um, mental capacity to put it on in the right sort of form so <laughs> Yeah. um but yeah so um, um that's that's where we've kind of come up with the idea We'd probably need 24 to 36 hours of running to get it done
0: yeah cool so yeah so I, i'm just doing the maths in my head like if you spend 10 minutes between each loop six loops is 60 minutes yeah is That that's that sounds pretty good actually doesn't it it,
1: it does but you have to get 10 minutes of working time <laughs> which probably won't happen because you'll yeah. you'll have a few minutes to grab water and food and all of those things and then you've got to put yourself in the mindset to do the artwork and then yeah so that's kind of all the little unknowns like how much time and you won't be able to do every single lap either yeah so um simple simply eating dinner might take you 10 minutes so that's your whole time gone there for that lap so um yeah so we're thinking hopefully on hopefully on Saturday afternoon we've got a piece that's uh where I want it to be
0: yeah cool um and so as, as birdies as you know um i'll be there i haven't been there before though but i know this will be the second or third time you're
1: running Uh, this is this has been my third time um was actually my first one that i ever did was at birdies and i i had like this again was just after that period where Phil had run money. He's like, Oh, it's great, you gotta come do it. And we all know what Phil's capable of now. So yeah. I've just rocked up thinking, Oh, this will be great. And it, I, I was in for a real reality check because I didn't even know anything about salt intake or anything like that. And I think I got to lap twenty seven and I, I said to Sean comes up, he's like, Oh, you gotta keep going. I said, I feel really dizzy. <laughs> it's like all over the place trying to trying to hold a straight line on the course and yeah. um I I think all I'd I realized all I'd had all morning was a hash brown and two cans of Red Bull yeah. for about the last like eight hours or something, and yeah, it was was not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was um it it caused me to um the very next one I did I did herdies and realized that oh okay this is how the salt thing works and yeah. got enough salts and then managed it all and um yeah found that um I, I'm really bad at like keeping fluids and f- enough fluids and f- fueling myself so I started weighing myself for that and it was pretty easy to see where I was falling apart there, just weighing myself every lap. You could sort of see it drop really quickly. So at Hurdies, that was invaluable because I found that, um, some laps I was taking out around about 1.5 liters of water. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, or drinking about 1.5 liters of water. Um, and that was, and I was still only just managed like holding my weight. So wow. huge amount of fluids to try yeah. to take in every hour. So but being able to see it as a as a figure that you could actually manage made it really easy
0: Mm. Um, and so what's the um course actually like at
1: birdies so the course starts off with um i think you get a around about two kilometers of gravel um so it starts off uh just a basic gravel road um it goes around through a little caravan graveyard which is kind of cool um they've got caravans that they park up for the um for the uh summer um but they park them up in winter because it's uh obviously down there it's a bit cold so they put them in like what we call the caravan graveyard so you run through there and then you run up to um the road finishes after about 2k and you go through a little single trail um, which is quite nice. A couple of little tripping obstacles in there, but it's kind of nice because it's sort of, um, if it was all trail, you'd probably destroy your ankles, but there's so much variation in the course that it seems to save your legs. Um, so you, you end up with a little bridge that you're only supposed to have, I think it was um, one person on a section at a time, but that sometimes ends up like 10 people on a section and then and then we all get in trouble. Um <laughs> And then and then you go to these these nice grass fields that you you kind of run across um and they're, they're quite nice and soft on the on the legs as well um the first year i did it was um a little bit marshy through there like um the the soil was um quite wet um so just basically then it just proceeds to go through some farmland so a lot of little single trails and whatnot um, excuse me, um and then you hit a um a, a section of swamp um the first year they put us through the swamp um that was fun um and last year we didn't have to go through the swamp, so that was quite quite nice but again, it's one of those surfaces that was really forgiving on the feet and the um the the legs so it really um saves your legs. Uh, then you've got um the last little section um goes back to gravel roads and a little small bit of single trail um but none of it's um very difficult so and there's a toilet uh maybe about uh one and a half kilometers before you finish yeah okay um
0: will you be wearing trail shoes or road shoes
1: uh i'm i'm going with um just basic road shoes yeah okay yeah
0: All right. I'm glad to see that because I'll be wearing road shoes too.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you could use trail shoes, but there's no, there's no real, um, there's nothing that would really warrant to have a really solid trail shoe. So, yeah. um, Yeah. There's no, there's no slippery sections. So a lot of the ground is, in fact, some of the ground's that really nice peat um, that kind of gives a little bit underfoot. So it's quite nice to run on so it
0: sounds awesome i i I did a check for the weather too the weather looks like it's going to be all right uh be cold but it will be cold you'll be no
1: stranger to that now
0: (laughs) (laughs) after Um, masters (laughs) oh yeah yeah um i feel like i'm I'm prepared for the cold now
1: yeah yeah so the and also the other the other thing with it is uh with birdie's courses it is a is it is a big loop Mm. um and to not get worried about someone uh if you or not get worried if you think you can't make the whole loop um because that's one of the ways that i think birdie's course gets a lot of people it probably got me out at 33 hours last year oh no 34 i bailed on lap 34 because i hadn't done the training again as usual and it was coming into night and it started to like weather started to get a little bit rotten i'm like what a happens if I get stuck out here oh, right. sort of thing but um and I've, I've noticed that it's like a few people feel like that it's like if you start this loop what happens if you can't finish it but mm. um there are sections that double back even though it doesn't really look like it there are shortcuts to get back if you got really sort of stuck and they do bring out a motorbike and rescue if they need to so oh. but yeah I, I found that um yeah I think Jess got stuck out there one year as well um yeah but it's it's kind of one of those things that's just like you just got to push on and yeah don't let it get the best of you when you yeah. you think um, you can't make the loop <laughs> yeah well
0: um as long as it doesn't rain I'll be happy and it looks like it's not going to rain so that's going to be
1: might get a little bit if um if it doesn't rain it'll be cold yeah so that would that would be the only um downside of um if it doesn't if it doesn't rain it will probably yeah. be about maybe one degrees
0: yeah that's what it said um. in the forecast it said like one two and three degrees yeah right? yeah are you you're getting here on the Thursday
1: yeah getting there on the Thursday yeah Yep.
0: yeah yep. and sitting or sitting everything what,
1: when are you when are you getting there?
0: um Thursday as well so we're flying in on an early flight um it leaves Melbourne at 6 20 on Thursday morning so it ro- arrives in Perth at 8 30 your time so then we're going to hire a van and then go to the supermarket and then drive in
1: yep um yep just things to keep warm basically
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well I learned a lot from the Masters so
1: yeah yeah the that's that's yeah with that course it's like um i think a lot of people underestimate how cold it gets um and then it's kind of one of those things that you're going to be better off wearing too much clothes around the course and getting warm than being cold and miserable so if you can if you can bring some more stuff to make you warm you're going to be better off being oh i brought too much stuff i'm a little bit uncomfortable and warmed and I'm cold and miserable because that will that will tap you out yeah um the video
0: that YouTube doco of um the birdies from I forget what year it is the one where um hooker won and um yeah it looked pretty cold there like everyone's like rugged up and huddling around fires and yeah like yeah that. so
1: that's what it'll be like on the weekend yeah be that sort of um I think Phil said on the I think it was the year that that video was made. there was ice on the on the course, so oh, really? yeah, it gets cold so <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: um, so who are some runners that you know of that will be there that are capable of some
1: Ooh. um I think anyone's really capable it's 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 been interesting watching it the last few years. Um, I, I I've kind of sat on the sidelines going, what am I doing wrong? because you watch all these other runners that just coming up and and it's kind of like i i think um i think jess might actually do really well um she's she's been had a really really good training block um aaron's keen to go back in and see if he can replicate what he did over over in uh over east yeah. um and also i think just not having um phil there in on the course will change people's mindset um it's kind of like it's great that we have him but it's also one of those things it's like if he's in the race you know you know you're probably gonna get second so even if you have the race of your life it's so it's it's kind of like now that he's not there i wonder who who else will step up and say I'm i'm gonna have a crack at this because it's um it, it can be quite defeatist when you're running against someone who's running that well um and then, and just knowing what he's capable of. I mean, I've, I've known for a long time what he's capable of. So I reckon it might be interesting to see who steps up and says, oh, "I'd like to have a crack at this sort of yeah. sort of thing." So I reckon we might see a couple, a couple um new runners go really big numbers.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. I saw um Carl Douglas. He's been training the house. Yes. He's been he ran a fast marathon a few weeks. Yes. Ago and he and he
1: likes he loves the course as well sort of thing so he'll he'll go he'll go pretty pretty big so sort of. yeah
0: I've, I saw um Margie Hadley's gonna be there too um oh, I didn't
1: know she was not
0: yeah yeah I think it's gonna ah, be a brilliant first, yeah first backyard back since the um Sat Champs I think
1: yeah she had a great run over at the Sat Champs we still I still we still think she's got a lot more to give though <laughs> It's one of yeah. those, uh, uh, like you. You look at a runner like her, and you're just like, yeah, she. She'll do a big, really big number. You're just waiting for when she. She. Uh, she pulls it out of the uh, out of the bag, sort of. yeah. So yeah. I think she was um, just working out some tummy issues and stuff like that, and now she's got that sorted. So she she can easily go go further than than uh, what she did at Masters.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, Brad Hall's, I reckon he could go all right as well
1: well brad brad's um brad's uh brad's quite funny because like after when we uh, obviously i ran hurdies with him for the last i don't know um i've seen like seven laps or something um eight laps and um i knew he could finish it but like that self-doubt you could see it in him and and how how um it i think anyone's capable of doing a big number but um, I think sometimes your brain tricks you out of it, and you and you, you don't get to achieve it. And, I, and it, I think it makes you feel pain on a on a higher level, and like everything hurts more than it should when you're just in that zone and focused on it, on the pain that you're feeling. Yeah. And I think some some people manage to deal really well with that, and other people say well, the pain is too much. I can't I can't continue. And then and then even when they try and run they can't run the pace but that's only because they're sort of telling their brains telling them it hurts so much you can't run mm. so um like that old thing like i said if it if, if you had to do the lap or um you, you know if you got a million dollars for completing that lap would you get it done mm. and i think you'd find 99.9% of the time, no matter how much pain someone's in, they would get the lap done. So, yeah. and uh, I think the when when Brad um, tapped out, because um, he was going to go over and ring the bell, I said, Don't do that. I said, It's lap, lap 25 or whatever. I said, Look how many other people are here to ring the bell. Just do yeah. one more and you'll move up the rankings. Yeah. So, got him out to do one more and I couldn't do it to him again. I said, I thought maybe I could drag him out for another. I thought, Oh, I can't do that again. <laughs> I've done it to him once, but and he finished the lap and um uh, he rang the bell and I said, Could you have done one more? And he's like, Oh. Well after he'd sat on the ground for a, or sat in his chair for an hour, he's like, Yeah. I said, I knew you could do one more because you were you you were running that last lap faster than the previous one. <laughs> yeah. But it's that thrill of knowing it's your last lap, that all of a sudden all the pain disappears and it shows how much that your brain controls your race.
0: Yeah. I think it's also um, because he set a target of 24 as well. um, It's one of those examples of when you hit your target, that psychological thing happens where you don't have that push to keep going anymore.
1: The the only I think the only target you should really really focus on is just run till there's no one else
0: yeah running yeah
1: because <laughs> any any target you have is is going to they're nice but they don't really they won't help you run further sort yeah. of thing
0: yeah but
1: if you just focus on the lap in front of you and, and and your goal is just to run until there's no one else then I think that's all that Phil does he just runs till everyone else stops like yeah. so yeah and it sort of Um, when you think about it it might actually help take away some of the the fear of knowing how long you're going to run for because you're just running until there's no one else there Yeah. So, what type of um
0: like you did mention 60 hours before so is that how you're going to be approaching it just keep on running until no one there no one is left
1: i i'm yeah just going to do that now i i've i've tapped out so many times for different reasons i think one year of the the year i ended up on 39 my ankle swelled up right. and i remember phil walking with me and he goes have you tried running back and i turned around and tried and then just about fell over but we yes. was still joking and laughing and and then i thought well, if i really really run hard i wonder if this would just go away and then i sat down i waited for him to disappear um and and then he goes oh you, you're going too slow I have to have to go and I'm like okay great now he's gone I can sit down and call someone to come get me yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so um that was that was that was I mean I was in a lot of like the ankle was swollen but um I ran on it again three days later so it was obviously I should have kept going at that point mm. and then um I've had a few where I've just time like the for instance um birdies last year i just stopped um because it was getting cold and dark and then um for some reason i was trying to do a run walk and then i saw my time was slow so i just thought well i can't make that that there we go and it's like you shouldn't do that yeah So this time um, Aaron's going to, so Aaron's just test like Aaron doesn't need to um, push himself um, for this one. He's just using it as a training run to um, get ready for the World Championships. So he's, he's going to stay with me and make sure that I continue to keep going until we get to wherever that may be. So... Yeah. <laughs> so Um, it doesn't mean he's going to babysit me but he's like if i try to if i try to time out or or try to walk back or anything like that it'll be chris what are you doing
0: yeah (laughs) so just say you do make it to 62 or 63 and you make the at large list will you go to tennessee
1: uh probably not at this stage um I'd just like to. It would be nice to qualify with my mates because I mean, I I swear they they it's like because I was um a good fairly good runner before I met any of them. Yeah, and then like Bill's come and said, "Oh, we should do these these backyards." And I'm like, "What is that?" And and then he's he's become really good at it. And then I, and then I ran my first one. And then Jess ended up like I met Jess um a few weeks before. I said we should run two nights. And then she ended up being the Australian. Uh, women's champion at the time, and then um and then uh Aaron came up to me at Light Horse after I decided that I didn't want to run halfway through it. I just sit sat down and said, "He come up said, oh can I can I run with these guys?'" Um, and I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm like, say so, because he he was interested in doing backyards, and yeah. I think I can't remember what was his first Aaron's first. I think it was I know he 18- did. I know he did not
0: things, um, but he was leading into like an Iron Man. Yeah. So he didn't do many laps on that first but, one.
1: But yeah, it was only, it was only a small number. And then and then he so we he ran with us for a while and, and Phil and and then and then he runs uh 53 laps with so Phil. I'm like, oh this is just some sort of sick joke now. Yeah. <laughs> So it would be nice to to qualify with those boys um, as, my, you know, my mates. And and then, you know, if I want to go, then obviously the opportunity there. But just to be able to qualify with my mates would be nice. So. Mm.
0: You did mention earlier that um, when you've um, pulled out of events or out of backyards previously, it's more psychological than physical pain that's forced you to stop um so are you going into this one i mean you're doing the artwork and all that so this is that would naturally change your mindset a bit but are you going in with a a very different mindset from other backyards
1: um i think the the mindset that i'm going in with this time is just to expect it will be difficult um it it will be difficult and the first 24 hours it will feel like forever and it will hurt and And same with after that it will hurt and just to understand it just you just have to keep going i can't let that get to me um i can't let that play on i've I've got a you know i've got a job to do i've got a uh there's no such thing as just walking back or even timing out would be a a fail at the moment um so it's just keep moving and get the job done um however long it takes um which is kind of a nicer um way to I feel to think about it like if you're um heading into the event without a set target and just knowing that you just have to continue as long as it takes yeah so
0: and um how is that different from um previous backyards you've done as far as mindset goes
1: um I think it's going to be more helpful at the in the lead up to the satellite championships um I done pretty good distances I, I did um the, obviously that 33 laps at 30s where I just got scared and in, in the middle of the night and decided that I didn't want to run anymore um and then um I put in a really big training block I think I hit about 160k weeks had about an average of about 140 or oh, 140k average and peaked at about 160 um for um I think about eight weeks or so um and then um I went over there thinking that I well I'm well trained I should run fantastic and within within the first 24 hours I, you realize that you're with like a bunch of other really talented people and the mind really plays games on, with, with you when it's like that because you realize that um you are going to hurt and all these other people are just as talented yeah and it's a pretty easy way to to convince yourself you're not you shouldn't be running mm. sort of thing and then so so with this it's i, I find it nicer to just go in and just saying if i get to 24 hours and i've done really well and i you know should pat myself on the back and i should keep going as well though um and appreciate what i've done mm. um i think aaron's usually quite harsh with me telling me that um you really need to stop being so harsh like on yourself like if you if you uh with your distances you are good at it and it's like but it's really hard when you're in that moment to convince yourself no you need to keep going because you're doing really well yeah
0: yeah well especially when you've been going for like 30 hours and
1: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) um you you do run a lot of um big weeks like you mentioned 140 k's and stuff like that and a lot of it is in bare feet do you you, have you ever had any bad injuries or anything like that or you just you've just got a good body and you just Um,
1: i had i used to have really bad knee problems so i used to run um uh when i went when i was in high school and that um Obviously, I was um, quite a good runner then, but um, as I got older and developed knee problems, um, and um, as I shifted to more distance, that the knee problems became worse. I think because of the heel striking. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to sit um, W-legged as a child. Do you know? Do you know what that is? Not really. No, no, no. So instead of sitting cross-legged, you sit with your with your, your the inside of your fi- thighs flat oh, against the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's really bad for your the development of your knees. So what that meant is that the kneecap doesn't actually line up with the the base of my foot. If I put my put point my leg straight, the kneecap will actually point in. Yeah. Um so none of it lines up too well. So switching to and I was told that I can't really run and I'd have to get surgery to fix it so um then we had the whole barefoot craze come out and i shifted more and more to barefoot running and eventually all the knee problems have, have disappeared so um and i think that's basically because the the when I heel strike that knee doesn't line up correctly with my the, the lower um parts of my legs so it's putting a lot of pressure on joints so when you run four foot you're already um past your center of gravity when you load the weight so it's not it's not as damaging on the on the on the limb on the knees yeah yeah so,
0: but that's
1: actually that's that's made a huge difference so and also um just doing like uh, as you said i like, saw sort of like really brutal sessions where you can do like um uh, 30 kilometers or something at at uh 4 15 pace and and finding the recoveries quite quick on on those sort of sessions too yeah yeah the um yeah, I forget what I was going to say, but
0: the um, have you given any thought about what you're going to do after, as far as races go, as, um, after
1: birdies? Well, I signed up for my first marathon. Oh really? Um, <laughs> In, in a long time um i am signed up for perth Marathon. so um there's a a couple other runners in perth that are um uh, keen to get me back um training again um in fact one of the one of the runners that me and phil was sort of playing with crowns on strava he he actually became a really good runner i think yeah. he um um so so he's uh he's aiming to do a sub 240 marathon so i'm gonna tag along with him and see if i can get mine back down um to to somewhere decent so um but i'll probably be chasing him for a while if he's running a sub 240. (laughs) yeah it's pretty good um so when's
0: is that the perth marathon is it
1: yep um i think uh i think it's october could be wrong
0: awesome
1: and what about but i've got a I've got a nice little period after birdies to get get back in shape.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And do you reckon like you'll um, do herdies when it comes
1: up next year? Um, I'd like to qualify for the SAT team again. Yeah. Um, So it would be nice to to get a big enough number to get myself on that team sort of thing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it works if um, the. Is it good for two years the the distance or is it have to be you have to run a distance after nah, the, actually, World Championship? The,
0: the sat champs um last sat champs is included so everyone who did really well there
1: oh, um, well that excludes me then <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so um at the moment i was looking at it um and you got because there's i think five silver tickets so it's actually a top yeah. 10 and the 10th pl- the 10th best um is on 51.
1: yeah it'd have to be in the i'd imagine it'll be in the 60s by then yeah um, that you'd have to achieve to get on on the team yeah it's
0: gonna be a strong team
1: yeah um well the sports just it's it's been crazy watching it the last few years and just seeing it develop so um even even the runners like phil like it used to be 50 we're talking about it today um when i run and, and and just like the distances he used to run were quite small compared to what he does now um to achieve a bigger distance so i can imagine there's a lot of people out there doing the same thing increasing their distance and and they're to achieve a bigger number yeah so it'll probably change substantially in the next two years
0: yeah well i know that backyards are definitely increasing in popularity around the world but i don't think a country is improving their numbers as much as fast as australia is and i i reckon um australia might even win the next Sat champs
1: it wouldn't surprise me that because the, the the way um the the people are coming that's why you said um uh, who do you think will go big at birdies and i'm like there will be someone that will just come up you watch it'll be yeah. really cool to see so yeah, yeah um you just
0: I was just gonna say there there often is like someone in the uh top two or three who surprises everyone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it, I'd imagine we'd probably end up with um there's always a there'd probably be twenty that go through their twenty four hour mark. So it's quite a decent decent field of um runners. I think they usually have about fourteen, but it seems to be getting more every year that seem to make it through.
0: Yeah, more and more people are making that their goal the how many people will be there do you know
1: oh off the top of my head i'm not quite sure i think it was 100 is it 150 runners i'd have to check um i did look at the um i did go through the names i didn't check the actual number of runners that were running it um but it's a patch field yeah um because if you've ever been there it's um different to the normal backyard um that we have in the city there's all caravans and everything so it it ends up quite busy like um it's really cool kind of vibe because you get um it's like everyone's there for a camping holiday weekend and um it just so happens that we're all running as well for some bizarre reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be um great to be able to catch up with you there and watch you run and watch you do yeah. with artwork and stuff like that i can't wait it's gonna
1: yeah be- thanks <laughs> as i say i'm not sure how it's all gonna go but um i've got to give it a go let's see how it's uh um, see how it goes
0: well i know you're a good runner and i know you're an amazing artist so
1: but i see, see if I the two thing. work together <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's gonna be yeah also awesome. it. You- so you know Phil's the um RD for um birdies as well yeah yeah so um I so, think
0: he's, he's bringing me a table and chair actually
1: yeah yep yep I know because it's on the back of my ute I think oh really <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um uh yeah, So I think that'll bring a different vibe as well um yeah I'm sure there'll be a lot of people there trying to break um what Phil's 54 laps to break mm. Phil's record on the course so I think Phil would be quite tough to see that someone go for that as well. So, yeah, so I'd yeah. imagine we should be running into Sunday night. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I'm one of them too. I reckon. Yeah. Well, you, you've, you've put in the training, so it's just the the, the mindset. <laughs> it
0: is. It is. Um, I think Phil being there as well as a race director, I reckon um a few people that will push people to go a bit further as well, just because they want him to see them do well
1: yeah absolutely so and and then not also that they're, they're, they're not he's, he's there supporting them rather than being the challenger so yeah. yeah as i said i think it will be um i think it will get really big numbers out of the group so yeah.
0: awesome well um thanks chris for coming on um i can't wait to catch up in yeah, thanks for weeks. having me on <laughs> yeah <no worries. laughs> Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be great. Um, I'll definitely speak to you um, at Birdies on Thursday, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there early on Thursday morning. So,
0: What what type of food do you eat there for dinner, like on Thursday night? Do you have a barbecue or what do you do? Uh,
1: they, they do have a food van that's there, and I think they're doing a, a – a they do do a little bit of a barbecue. Um, I have to check uh, – They do, they are having soups as well, so that'll be on the Saturday night so yeah. Friday night um yeah. so um which would be quite nice because it'll be cold so yeah. um but yeah so the 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 food vans there um that's pretty handy especially when you finish your run and you just want a nice big dirty burger <laughs> yeah um, well, well,
0: the van I'm bringing has a microwave in it so I might so I'm thinking Thursday night's going to be the trickiest one um yeah um but I understand there'll be a few barbecues. They might might take some sausages and some bread or something. Yeah, like
1: yeah. There's there, there are barbecues and, and and that sort of sort of thing there. But I mean, like uh, I I'd, I'd, I'd probably just microwave something the day before a race. To yeah, I think. Stuff <laughs> Stuffing yeah. around too much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, well, um, thanks again, Chris.
1: No, thank you very much.
0: No, I'll see you in a couple of nights.
1: Ah, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> see you, mate. Best up. Catch ya. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.